Alright everybody, here we are. Hello. Desert streaming. Yes. Hi Katie. Hello Marco. How you doing? I'm great. I'm doing Second well. week at Desert Stream. Second week, yeah. Second ending the second week. Yeah. yeah. Two full weeks. Wow. Going strong. I feel like you've been here for years. A decade. <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, it's been amazing. Yeah. I didn't know work could be not just burdensome. Who's your favorite person in the office? You. Whoa. No. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Benny is the bookkeeper. You, Benny not. You can't not, She's not amazing. like Benny not. Yes. Yeah. I think we just. She's so sweet. Yes. And we just like talk a lot. Yeah. We have a little conversations. Yeah. Because we're sitting at a desk. Like I can talk. I can enter her name into a database. Yeah. The other the, the other day I came in and y'all were talking about facial creams. Yes. Skincare. <laughs> we want to want to look young forever. The male gaze is piercing, and I have to do what I can to engender the positive look of men. Just kidding. So I got pulled into an article the other day of like the like the worst scams. <laughs> it's probably skincare, Buzzfeed or something. Oh. <laughs> The 15 worst scams. And I don't know it's what it is about those, those, those headlines. It's like Marco sucked hook, it. line, and sinker. Is there one about skincare? <laughs> no, there's one about like um, ladies. It's not all about ladies. <laughs> okay, don't say ladies makeup. That makes me uncomfortable. I, I, I know we're in a very different era, but most no. makeup is for ladies. And saying ladies makeup points to like the men makeup that you're so familiar with and i don't like that's that. not that's not what i we actually believe here i have DSM. no developed understanding of that <laughs> clearly but one of the scams was like like uh you know a, a makeup you can buy from cbs Ooh. and and the the model be it like beyonce yes and, and the scam is like beyonce is not yes or like you're not gonna beyonce. look like her if you put this like Jewel-toned eyeshadow on. You do not look like Rihanna. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like these mindless American consumers are like, "Where's Beyonce in the CVS? Why isn't she ahead of me Beyonce in line?" Beyonce ain't going to CVS. But is that a scam? That's just how marketing works. It was works. named as no Buzzfeed is not a reliable that, I mean, source. It, it, Katie, it's. <laughs> <laughs> scam of the century using a celebrity spokesperson how dare you the oh faux outrage of the internet that's so hilarious i was reading it to my wife oh uh, yeah what a Long what story. a snapshot into newlywed life no thank you reading buzzfeed like, article this article i'm gonna read it out loud oh that's... because it's it's uh, sometimes it's fun <laughs> it's funnier <laughs> No, I've ne I've never thought that. I've never been like I want to read like a crappy, like a poorly written article yeah. on a website that's just pure trash. It's so ridiculous. And I want to read it out loud to my beloved. <laughs> no, unfamiliar with that. With that. Impulse. Oh my gosh! But that's cute. Read it Sweet. out loud to my beloved. Yeah, most oh. people read like the Song of Songs together, but you're reading. The Bible. The Bible. When people read the what... Bible, I read Buzzfeed. <laughs> that is my Bible. Thank God for Apple News. Yes. You get a plethora of Ooh, I don't avenues. even have to read. Yeah, I don't even have to really. Well, A, and I don't even have to read the article. Right. I just get so many headlines. You know what's the worst is when I want to 
um, like cook a recipe from New York Times. <laughs> make a recipe. <laughs> cook a recipe. <laughs> Katie's <laughs> always correcting me on the. I, I say things rather strangely. Yes, and English is his first language. He was indeed born here, and he speaks so like he knows like twelve. So he's like trying oh to gosh. find the right word, and it's like going Katie, through the you lexicon. Make me laugh so much. But it's like it's so mean. I could let it go. No, but, but the recipe is it's correct that most people say i'm gonna a make a recipe well i was with the new york times you have to like get the subscription yes you have to pay so for i it. just like take the picture <laughs> before the minute time of like there's a time the, limit yeah there's like a pop-up it's like your time is oh you i have, didn't know that you have used sorry your time. i subscribe so duh i'm like i just want the creme just... brulee <laughs> I need to cook this recipe, New York Times. I need 12 more seconds on the clock. <laughs> so I'm like screenshotting. <laughs> uh, don't come for me, New York Times, because no. you're definitely not listening yeah, to this definitely not. Is anyone? <laughs> Hello? Hello. God, if anybody is listening to this podcast, shoot us an email. Thank you. <laughs> so, Katie. Yes. I wanted to talk about a couple things Absolutely. in our um, culture right now. One of them is uh, obviously the LA Dodgers is making, yes. or they're, they're making some headlines about inviting this anti-Catholic group, yeah. the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is is really just straight up blasphemous mm-hmm. of yeah. of not only Catholic uh, religious sisters and utilizing their habits and as a sort of caricature as, as drag, mm-hmm. but also I think I think we have to say that their whole premise is anti-Christian. Oh, absolutely. Is anti-Catholic. Yes. And, and I and I fear that in the sort of outrage, <clears throat> that may get lost. Yes. And so I, I really wanted to talk about um, a, a clear way of seeing this, yeah. that this is not only blasphemous because it takes what's religious, what's holy, and... and, and profanes it. Profanes it. it. Right. But also, it, it, it is inherently um, lauding a disordered sexuality. Yes that is is inherently anti antithetical to the gospel absolutely yes and it's it it honestly but it, it's just crazy it's, it's mind-blowing how the culture has shifted because in reading this article by souza de souza mm-hmm. on first things first things yeah um he makes reference to Bill Donahue has like created a list of all the like blasphemies of this group. And like, if you look at the list, like in 2011, a gay writer for daily beast was condemning hmm. the sisters, right? Hmm. Saying this is bigotry. This is awful. And then within what? 12 years, this group that once would have been very much like a niche group, yeah. you know, kind of extreme in their views is now being invited to the Dodgers. It's baseball. That's as, as American as you get. And honestly, pretty pure. Baseball yeah. is of, of the major leagues, to me, seems the least controversial and the least political, right? right? It's not, that it doesn't seem to have that same goal as maybe of the other bigger, bigger leagues, but it's crazy that they're being invited. When right. 12 years ago, people were like, well, this group is extreme. Like, right. we don't support this group, even people in the gay lifestyle. Exactly. And I think, I mean, there's many ways to look at it, obviously. I'm just even thinking on a very superficial level that this is, this totally hijacks the event. Absolutely. To be family friendly. Yes. You know, when I think of baseball games, it's like, that is purely like yes. kind of American family yes. outing, yes. you know, quintessential American family outing. Now it's become, like, obscene. Right, but 
I was reading again this list of big, like, you know, the things that they have done that have been blasphemous hmm. from Bill Donahue. And they, this group has started in like 2018, like a, a story time, like a drag queen story time for children. So while we would say, well, that's not appropriate for kids at all. I don't know if the aims of this group is explicitly to be just adults sure, being yeah. adults. I think they would say, like, in some ways, we are a family-friendly organization, which is even more mind-boggling yeah, yeah. when you consider that. I, I think this group would be like, yeah, well, this is great for kids, too. Kids need to see this. Kids mm-hmm. need to know, you know, the freedom possible and sort of the not implicit, explicit criticism of religion and the right. very thing that they wear. I think they would say, oh, no, that's for kids, too, which mm-hmm. is, again, it kind of is astounding. I think it, um, I don't know if you read the, or listened to the video that Bishop Barron put out I on it. maybe did not, but okay. I love Bishop Barron. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great video of just exhorting people to boycott yes. the Dodgers. Yes. <laughs> it was just like straight up just boycott, yeah. don't, don't go. And, and he was mentioning one, one event in particular that these, quote, sisters of perpetual indulgence oh. did. That was, you know, reading about it even yeah, makes you sick. I know about u- utilizing the cross as like a pole yeah. in, in a pole dancing sort of thing, and um, and he he was outraged by it. And what he mentioned, I thought, was really interesting that there there is like a historic anti-Catholic thing in this country, yeah. which has become just kind of a, the norm. Like it's okay yes. to do that, and yeah. so he he related it to what ifs, the yeah. what ifs of what if someone dressed up like a rabbi, right. you know, or what if someone dressed up like an imam or something? Yeah. And and what what would be the backlash of that, right. you know? And and in a way he was he was exhorting Catholics to take a stand. Yes. Like don't let this just happen. Yes. And we can not go. Right. Yes. <laughs> we can just say the easiest response is not to go to the game exactly. or to support them. But that does pose a bigger question to me because it's like okay, Great. Like, I don't live in L.A. (laughs) I'm not going to go to the Dodgers game. So it poses, I think, the bigger question beyond the practical sort of economic decision of consumers not to go. It's like, what do Catholics at large do? Because Mm. what I like about the D'Souza article, which we probably could link to in the show notes. um, It's a great article. It's a great article. And he kind of frames it as this, like, clarifying moment for Catholics, like Mm. looking at sort of the backlash and so the his the i mean people are familiar with this but the sisters were asked to come and then there was a backlash from catholics and so then they were the invite was rescinded and then due to the backlash of that you know the dodgers were full steam ahead again but clarifying like how do we as catholics and as Christians, right? I think mm-hmm. you said this isn't just a Catholic issue. Right, it's right. a church issue. And we're yeah. all the one church, ultimately. But how far the culture has just accommodated and become accepting this LGBTQ agenda, which you said is diametrically opposed. Like, this is what we like to say is painting the dragon red, right? Yeah. That's Leanne yeah. Payne. Mm-hmm. Like, the enemy can be sneaky and in camouflage, but when he's <laughs> not, we need to take account and look at, like, what do I believe about yeah. this LGBTQ stuff as a Christian? So I think it's a clarifying moment for us as the church, as Christians, is to think like, what do I feel about not just the sisters who yeah. are profane and extreme, but I would say 
taken the this the, these sisters are just that agenda taken to its extreme form exactly so if we've conceded to the milder form like we need to kind of take a look at our own beliefs and our mm-hmm. own accommodations and really ask jesus to clarify things for us so the church can be clear yeah and i think so let's use this as a clarifying moment let's just not boycott the dodgers but let's think and pray and be like jesus like how do we become truth bearers yeah. and merciful ones right. in light of what we're seeing with this kind of profaning of your name. So I think it's important for all of us to like take a look. Yeah. What do we believe? How are we going to sharpen and refine our offering in a world that's just getting increasingly, increasingly absurd and upside down yeah. in its understanding of gender and sexuality? I mean, you bring up a good point about, I mean, utilizing the impain, the, the whole painting the dragon red it it does do that in a in a rather extreme yeah, very way. Red. It's, yeah, right. it's very it's many, a very red dragon. Any red, big dragon. <clears throat> but I think you're right. Like, let's think this yeah. through. You know, because I know for us at Desert Stream, we would see gender dysphoria yeah. on the same spectrum. Yes. It's on the spectrum right. exactly of of where same sex attraction is. It's sure. it's just the extreme yes. of being so dysphoric yes. that you 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 want to be the opposite one. Absolutely. You know. And, and I think we have to make that connection yeah. as Catholics, as Christians, and say, okay, what's going on here? Right. Um, are we giving people the, the, the sort of freedom to live in an unreality? Yes. I feel, therefore, I am. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the thesis statement right. of identity today. I feel, therefore, I am. Yeah, and anything that would curtail that feeling, yep. like, oh, maybe this feeling isn't authentically who I am when it comes to same-sex attraction or wanting to be the other gender. It's not that it's a shallow feeling. Right. I'm not trying to be dismissive, but right. we would say, like, that's not who you really are. Exactly. You're made in the image of God as a woman or a man for the other. That is who you are. And so anything that would attempt to curtail that or just give definition and point them back to the truth is now automatically considered to be hateful. Exactly. And there's something... Um... When I was reading this article, there is something of John Paul II that yes. needs to be at the forefront yes. here of what is the true orientation yes. of man. Right. It's to dignify her. Yes. My I'm my honor as a man depends on who I am for her. Yes. My dignity depends on who I am for her. And it doesn't mean that married marriage is the end of every story no. that's yeah, not I'm a the single point. person who's yeah. not in a relationship but I don't feel any less included in that exactly. man for woman and woman for man right, right? That's, that's the deeper that's orientation who I am right, right. and yes. not just to leave people in sort of right. this dysphoric state yes and what I find even more appalling I mean frankly am I that appalled that the LA Dodgers invited this group I mean in our day and age probably not yeah, so appalled right. you know not I mean, surprising not at least. maybe you're exactly. appalled but <clears throat> I'm appalled exactly I'm unsurprised <laughs> right, right? Exactly. I'm appalled this... constantly I guess in this <laughs> that's arena that's a great distinction right. but at this point it's like okay I yes yes that that's that is just the atmosphere yes. we're living in um, to take it a step further, there was a, a sister, Gramic, who mm. oversees this um, New Ways Ministries and pretty pretty LGBTQ affirming, um, and she, she lauded yes. the Dodgers for inviting yes. the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And there is something there that mm. I'm... Concerning. It's so concerning. Deeply concerning. It is so concerning. It's, it's, it's as if we're not noticing... 
the modern heresy. Yes. We're not noticing that in the our... The red dragon. Yeah, the red dragon. Yeah. That decades, centuries from now, we're going to be reading about this right. age where churchmen and women um, lauded groups right. that promoted the mutilation of the human person. Yeah. Yes. That promoted... And claimed it to be freedom, right? Exactly. The bond... I mean, <laughs> I mean literal like bondage in terms yeah. of kind of the weird... Mm-hmm fetish type thing right, but right. you know the the it if you we look back and say like this is what was the freedom you know this the sisters of perpetual indulgence indulgence are about uh spiritual enlightenment and, mm-hmm. and to think like are we saying this is what enlightenment is this is freedom wow like that's just antithetical to our our, our human spirit right. i think if we sort of were cleansed and pure before him i think that like without all of the cultural stuff that informs how we see things and how we perceive things, I think just intrinsically we're like, no, that's not yeah. freedom. Right. That's not enlightenment. That's make believe. That is obscene make believe. I don't believe that's what enlightenment or freedom is. Yeah. So yeah, like the it is like the, to look back. <laughs> if you were in the past or in the future, <laughs> looking right. back, you'd be like, the world has lost its mind. Right. Up is now down. Yep. It's it's opposite yeah. of what I think we would all, we could agree is true and pure and good and beautiful. You know, I'm thinking too, um, just thinking of bishops who've spoken out on this. I'm really grateful for them. You know, like yeah. Bishop Gomez of, of LA, Corleone of San Francisco, Bishop Barron, obviously, Bishop Strickland of Tyler, Texas, like these guys who are, who are saying something. Yes. And I'm thinking like, what a great preaching point this yes. weekend for all churches. Yes. Catholic and evangelical, like yeah, exactly. It's the feast of the Sacred Heart tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Bring the long-suffering Jesus who suffers longingly for, like, who's loves his people, was pierced for his people, was pierced for these sisters of perpetual indulgence. It's like that's that's freedom. That's Mm -hmm. the you know that's the spiritual enlightenment that they're they're looking for in like profane masses and you know Jesus and Mary like drag shows it's Mm -hmm. like no like return to Jesus like the heart that was pierced for you that is still after you like that is where you find freedom that's where you find your enlightenment is in that sacred heart of Jesus so it's like (laughs) let's just preach him it's not like oh these gross you know, men, like we hate them, right. like they're going to hell. I, I don't like that sort of conservative backlash right. that it, that is hateful, that mm-hmm. could maybe contribute to some of this reaction to the church. Right, it's like, right. well, we want to love them, but we also love mercifully, which is truth, yeah. which is pointing them to the truth, which is what these bishops are doing, right? right the right. ones who speak, it's like, no, we always, Jesus is truth. Right. So we point them to Jesus. It's not mercy or loving if we don't point them to the truth of who <laughs> Jesus is, right? If we confirm them in their falsehood, that's not mercy. Yeah. That's not love. That's worldly kind of camaraderie. Yeah. So I I, I thank you, bishops. Yeah. Like more. more. Yeah. More. Preach. More people to, yeah. to do it with compassion. Yeah. And when you talk power. about the historical heresies, right? Yeah. There's always a group that rises up with the truth, right? <laughs> right? So it's maybe the church is fallen into some heresies, but you have the faithful ones who've retained the truth of the gospel and they are the ones that keep the Catholic church going yeah. because despite heresies, the church bounces back because it's the bride of Christ and there's the faithful ones yeah. who don't lose sight. So it's like, yeah, if you're a faithful one, preach it. Thank you, all <laughs> these bishops. We're trying to be faithful ones. We want to be the <laughs> counter counter argument. Right. To if the church goes left, we want to stay 
true. So we can be the ones that historically help the Lord enables us to help keep the church pure and clean. And so that's what we're trying to do. I'm even thinking too, there's this, um, this video that Catholic Answers put out of of Andrew, your dad, Katie. Check it out. Check it out. It's so good. good. And all these people started to to follow him. So many people are liking it because I think, again, there are people who are uncomfortable. It's kind of proving your point, what you're saying. And I think people are uncomfortable with it. Like, it's like I'm uncomfortable with all this, especially in Pride Month, like all this sort of gay-affirming things. Like, it actually does make me uncomfortable. And to hear someone like my dad just explain it's not about shaming or hating or you just white knuckle and you just have to be chaste and gay. It's like, or you just are gay and you live out your true self. It's like, no, there's a deeper true self mm-hmm. that God created. So it's so freeing and hopeful to know that we have this, all of us within it. And so it's like, okay, so the world may have gone astray. The Catholic church may be making concessions in areas that are concerning in this, but like we still bear the truth. Right. And so we have hope in him and we can like be the answer to people who are like, oh, I don't like this. And if this, you know, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, if that brings people to a more clear understanding of what right sexuality is, great, use it, Lord, Lord, use it. Use it. <laughs> right. I mean, you bring up a great point that, um, so the the Dodgers are having this group out on on Friday, um, June 16th, which happens to be the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Absolutely. Which is like such an interesting juxtaposition. uh, I mean, truly. But the answer, right? But then it's like, okay, why not hopeless? Because it's like, well, this (laughs) Sacred Heart of Jesus is all about his long-standing suffering for his people. So it's like, okay, well, that's a... That's a far more beautiful celebration than what's going on Amen. at Dodger Stadium, yeah. right? This is that's the celebration. So we go there and we like, okay, Lord, yeah. like that's how you can also. How do you respond? Go to mass. Go to mass on Friday. If you're not Catholic, go to mass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. you don't. You, you can participate in a lot of ways just by like being present there. And it's like, yeah, well, we're gonna return to Him who suffered for me and brought me to. A, wow better fullness and he can do that for everyone so i think that's the beauty we could look at it as like outrage like how dare they do this right, on the right. feast of the sacred heart or you can look at it and be like oh that's that's our hope like that's yeah. the in- eternal answer to this question wow yeah yeah let's participate in yeah. the feast yes let's as, feast yeah let's on feast. the true food amen the true drink and what really enlightens us and what really frees us it's not the the cruel constraints of the Catholic Church, which isn't perfect, right? Yeah. The church at large is not perfect and has made errors, and we as church members can be ham-fisted when it comes mm-hmm. to this area. But, like, when you just return to him, you're like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> this is what these people are. Everyone is wanting, and so if I participate with him, I can also be a merciful conduit to people who don't agree with me. And I think that's also important that we know how to, be merciful to people who don't agree with us in this area. Yeah, it makes me think too, just to worship the heart of God yes. who has saved us, especially those who right. have been saved from deep homosexual yes. domination in their Absolutely. Life. You know what I mean? Yes. Like vindicate the sacred heart Absolutely. who has saved us. Yes. You know. In in light of this heinous event, but Better still is this sacred heart that yes. acquainted with grief for people absolutely saves us. Saves us. I like that a lot. Yeah, I um, 
read this article too today that the Pope sends support to an LGBTQ ministry conference. Um, so this this conference, head by um, James Martin and his his sort of initiative um, called Outreach, um, and the Pope wrote like a, a handwritten letter, um, just kind of you know praying for you and and all of this, and it's just. It, it, it's just disappointing, yeah, you know. It um, it's disappointing when when the Pope does come alongside Father Martin, mm-hmm. who, who's a really confusing voice yes. in this, who's a dangerous voice, yeah. you know. And then you have other people like Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York also lauding the thing, and right. um, it's just it again to it's just concerning, yeah. And it's and it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. I mean, it's not. I don't want to say it's discouraging us. It doesn't discourage us because this is, we know, like this is what Jesus does for us. He's done that. Yeah, their their decisions or, you know, even the Pope's decision doesn't, it doesn't change the Lord's efficacy and his truth. And so it doesn't change our mission or his power, but it is, it is disheartening in the sense of leaders, you know, shepherds of the flock are, are, helping or co-signing the flock going astray yeah. in a way that could destroy their souls, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, well, this... Yeah, this isn't a benign no, issue. No, it's like, oh, yeah. we disagree on this Latin mass versus the non-Latin mass, right, right. which is Catholics get up in arms about that. But, right, you know, right. to me, not a matter of salvation. Um, but this is like, are yeah. you co-signing these sheep who are often, let you know, troubled mm-hmm. and abandoned? Are, are you co-signing them just falling into something that could destroy their souls. Right. That is disheartening, I think, but we, not completely, not yeah. totally. Amen. And I, I just couple this because on this Feast of the Sacred Heart, may we not only pray for those who are deeply entrenched, yeah. you know, like those a part of this organization of the perpetual indulgence thing, but also let's pray for our leaders. Yes. You know? Absolutely. There's confusion in high places. Yes. And we, as the lay faithful, we may be not so clad with big authoritative and hats and robes. hats and yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're still mighty costumes. No, <laughs> they're not costumes. I'm sorry. Vestments. Probably <laughs> offensive. I apologize. <laughs> so sorry. I know they're great, but they're costume esque <laughs> from a Protestant perspective. <laughs> exactly it's like we don't have that and and i think people can be discouraged like well i don't have much to do it's like well no get on your knees praise the sacred heart right you know that's efficacious in the atmosphere yeah and when conversations come up with people you know and it it goes to this issue i mean speak what you know to be true right and that doesn't that's not like calling the pope up and telling him how you feel but stuff like that can spread like wildfire right and that can that can change that can change the church if the faithful are having conversations and rallying together and yeah. defending the truth where it's no longer being upheld. That changes. That's that's the church can change in that way. Amen. So Amen. grassroots a little bit, but yeah. that's how we do it. We're not the Pope. So yeah. Yeah. we have to start small. Amen. I have a couple of glory stories that I just want to share. Yes. Um, one of them, I just had a wonderful conversation with the seminarian who uh, struggling with same-sex attraction has really found a lot of hope through Desert Stream recently. Yes. And he's just on fire. Oh, that's amazing. For the kingdom of yes. God. And it's changing 
the template in which he's going to proceed, you know? And yes. he wants not only to learn how to be a priest, but in tandem to be a, an integrated man. Amen. So as to discern a right. Like, yes. am I called to this? Yes. Because if I have capacity for fatherhood and and to be a groom, yeah. then and 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 it, it, that indeed is my call and i'm not bypassing that yes. for the priesthood then i'm going to do that yes you know so love that that was so helpful and then he said uh, his buddy was reading rediscovering our lost fullness Whoa. he's like i didn't even like it all just kind yes. of came came yes. together like there's there's droplets of living water just kind of just going to spreading places. right and then it, it is people who are hungry and thirsty and then you find in some ways your people a little right. bit where you can be bolstered up because again like i'm saying these hard conversations you know i worked in a public school these conversations what you're having with people they don't agree with you they're not easy right you know you're not right. finding a lot of people in the secular world or even the christian world at large that agree with you right. so you find your people and you get bolstered together exactly and then you're able to do kind of be the the counterpoint yeah in a conversation about this kind of these issues and secondly, lastly, I heard a, another amazing story of a woman who just went through Living Waters and um, her husband is in prison for, for infidelities mm-hmm. of, of a pretty grave yeah. um, context. And um, she gave him the Living Waters guidebook wow. and they're going through it together. <gasps> I mean, he's in for life. Wow. But not only is she releasing him in forgiveness, but yes. she's like, let's let's press into the mercy yes. of God. Yes, yes. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that's where it's like, wow, that is, so God is working, right? He's not thwarted by our... Right. The sacred heart uh, is beating for humanity. Yes, and and changing lives. Changing lives. Like, yeah, we always talk about, like, this is, that is resurrection, right? It's not physical. (laughs) Right. I was physically dead and now I'm alive. But that's the, that is the, some of the hardest things to overcome that many people would just say an infidelity like that or same-sex attraction it's like well that's just kind of the small little deathly room in which i live and the lord is saying no like come alive life yes and who you really are yes yep it's beautiful exactly it doesn't it doesn't eradicate the the, all of the difficulty of the situation no they still exist they still exist right but you have a bigger hope but you know that the work is when you when you have like really realized like oh I, I your resurrection actually does resurrect me in this area and I have to kind of work out the resurrection <laughs> day to day but yeah. when you know it's actually been done and applied to your life then the things that seem impossible and probably are impossible without him are 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 just opportunities to explore his divine mercy in ways you would never otherwise right. so difficulties become direct conduits to that sacred heart so it's amazing like it's really amazing. god's economy is pretty tremendous right because our circumstances don't often change in that sense sometimes he does but yeah. you know like you have a hard marriage yeah. you're that doesn't just go away because you do living waters or right, right. You, or it's exactly. not like oh and now everything's great but <laughs> you you have a hope that will not be disappointed exactly and you get to experience mercy in really real hard ways but ways that sustain you we have many stories about that, right? Yeah. People who've been sustained by mercy yep. and refreshed and renewed throughout really difficult tasks. So there's so much for people who are just like, oh, I, I want more than this death, this like deathly thing I feel yep. or yep. experience. It's like, that's not the Lord. He's right. not a God of the dead, but a God yeah. of the living. Of the living. Yes. Yep. And he wants to move in your life. And yes. especially if you have stories that 
we don't know about yeah. of the Lord moving in your life, especially through this work of Living Waters. Yeah. Shoot Katie and I an email. Yeah, we, it's you can so get encouraging. Our email yeah, through through the website, it's so encouraging. Yeah, that's why we do living. I mean, that's why I've been up to the stream for two weeks. So, <laughs> but you've been doing. That's why I do it. No, but I've been doing Living Waters for a long time. But it, it really is those testimonies that when you can be disheartened by the Dodgers thing or the yep, Pope thing, and you're exactly. like, well, what are we doing? You know, right. some level you're like, is this even effective? And then it's like, oh, no, oh, lives are huge. being changed. And there's living witnesses, yeah. you know, heartbeats that are just like so vibrant that are like, yeah, I've Jesus changed my life. Yep. I've overcome addiction. Mm-hmm. I've overcome this like the spirit of death that just had me on the brink every day. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Pentecost. That's right. the spirit of Pentecost. That's the great commission. Yeah. That's the, that is the kingdom. So we're like, amazing? okay, we do kingdom work. <laughs> Let's do it. It's incredible. Yeah. And also I just want to give a word of encouragement to those, especially in this pride month, yeah. those who struggle with same sex attraction, who feel maybe a, a, an amplified temptation yeah. or, um, you know, something's in the air. I just mm, believe that. Yes. There is a gluttonous sexual spirit in the air. And you're not you're not crazy mm-hmm. if you're experiencing just an exacerbated mm. temptation. And, you know, not to make this all about this one day of the sacred heart, but the sacred heart will stabilize yes. you. Yeah. Just position yourself before the Eucharist or before an image of mercy or before a cross or something. Mm. And just allow the heart to stabilize you in in whatever you're going right. through. And the Lord will do that yes. for you. Yeah. I mean, he's jealous to do that. I, yeah. I've just, I've experienced that many times mm. in my life, especially when this this month comes up and a lot of things can, can come up in my own, in my own life. Um, the sacred heart, sta- it stabilizes, yes. you know, yeah. and put on a praise song or yes. something, like get out of yourself. Yeah. And praise the one who has saved you yeah. and continues to save you. Right, and do battle. And right? do battle, even if it's the t- like there's something in the spirit. It's like you're being attacked. It's like, but you're still able to do battle. Exactly. And the battle activates you. Yep. To go to mass and exactly. put on the song. It's like we're not prisoners yep. to the enemy because Christ has set us free. Amen. So we can. You know, even though it's hard, it's not an easy task. I'm not making light of it, but sometimes it's a helpful reminder. Yeah. You know, you can battle. So, and we'll pray. We'll be know, praying we'll for be you. We'll be praying for you all. Um, we have some spots available for the Kansas City mm, yes. uh, leadership training, especially for men. Yes. Come. Come, men. Yes. If you're like, I'm waiting for a sign, this, this is, is the sign. your sign. We are your sign. <laughs> we are your sign. <laughs> I am your sign. That was Star Wars. <laughs> That was really good. Luke, your sign. Oh what if someone named Luke is like, I'm going to do the treaty. Luke, you are supposed to go. Luke, to the this is how you feel the spirit saying Luke. Sky, Skywalker? I don't know. Maybe Anakin? I don't know if that is dad. I don't really know Star Wars. Chewbacca. Chewbacca Han Solo? R2-D2? Come. No, but you Katie's going through the whole cast. All the ones I know, which is not many. It's a big world. It's a big world. But come, sign up. Yes. Uh, shoot us an email um, if you want to sign up. But as we need especially men. And I'm thinking, too, like priests, seminarians, yes. bishops. Um, gift. Come yeah. on. Priests come and there. get some oh. healing. Yes. Get a week of receive. being immersed and yes. receiving. You can just receive. Exactly. It's so... It's so... And it's, it's so, so beautiful great. to see... The, in the trainings I've done, the priests get so much out of it because yeah. they who is 
pouring into them. Exactly. Right? When do they ever get a week where they're not just doing task after task for others? And, yeah. you know, so grateful for priests and what they carry. But it's so beautiful. And I feel like priests, like, the ones I, like, can recall, like, they kind of go away beaming. Yep. And it was, it's refreshing. It's probably humbling and hard. I can't even imagine. Right. But it, and as a, as a Catholic, it's so, as a woman, I love seeing <laughs> priests in some way where it's like, oh yes, you're a priest and you have an authority, but we're also brothers and sisters in exactly. Christ. And I can kind of join them along the way in mutual encouragement. It's right. not just, oh, you're the priest and I'm a <laughs> mere woman and I will only, shall only talk to you during <laughs> confession. But it's like, you kind of... I you shall. Have, I shall. I shan't. But like just having conversations at a meal right. and just talking about yes. like the, their lives or sports, except the Dodgers. Like it's so great. I <laughs> not think, the Dodgers. Not the Boy, Dodgers. Not yes. the Dodgers. <laughs> but I think, yeah, come fathers. We'd come, love to have you. Yes. yes. Especially like if you're in the priesthood and you feel like, man, I didn't do this right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been just thinking that recently. Like yeah. priests who are like, I'm divided yeah. and, and I... I, I'm regretful, I'm, yeah. you know, and it's not to say that you come to this Living Waters training and you leave the priesthood. That's not the point. No. You're a priest. You just need healing. I you mean, need healing. As a non-priest, I, I feel that, you know. <laughs> the, not, that's what all of us non-clergy are thinking. It's like, exactly. I'm divided. Right. I, I regret this relationship or this habit. Right. So they're just kind of coming alongside all of exactly. us in our need. It's not like, oh, well, you're a priest. You shouldn't have this. It's exactly. like, of course we... It's a common Welcome humanity. to the human race, yes. you know? So, yeah. So come. Yeah, come. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. All right, Katie. Marco. Thank you so much. Thank you. Back to BuzzFeed. Back to BuzzFeed listicles. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening.